Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine does them, I will liken to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome, beloved, to another edition of God's Word with God's chosen servant, Reverend Amos Darko. Reverend Amos Darko is anointed to inspire you with an anointed teaching and preaching of God's Word with down to add practical examples. Get ready as he ministers the Word of God for today. share word of prayer heavenly father it is time to declare your word your word is already anointed and so i ask that may you anoint these lips of clay grant me all trans and make me a blessing unto your children in jesus name amen we thank god for how far he has brought us hey somebody here thank god for how far he has brought us is just by his grace and his mercies today i want to share with you a word I have entitled 10 things I wish I, I had known before marriage 10 things I wish I had known yeah. and you see the Bible says that all the things that happened to the men of old happened to them so that it may be an example to us is somebody with me so all the things that the great men and women of God went through both the good, the bad, the ugly they all happened for us to learn a cue from it, is somebody with me and so you are a cursed child when you don't learn from people's mistakes you are cursed when you don't learn from people's what because all the things that happen so that we may learn that is the most important reason why God never hid any strange or weakness of these great men of God in the Bible in fact when we read about Abraham we see Abraham was a man of faith in fact he believed God even against the odds he still believed he was 75 years old. God said to him, you are going to have a child. The man said, I believe. This is exploit. You understand? These are great works. Now, when the man was growing old, God told him, I'll bless you. you your, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars of the, the sky and the sand of the, the sea. And this is a man who didn't have a child. And yet God was talking to him about descendants. And yet the Bible said Abraham believed God. And because of his faith in God, the Bible said God declared him a righteous man. So Abraham was made righteous by his faith. Not by his works. It's not about the good things he did and the bad things he did. Rather it was his faith and the Lord that made him righteous. The Bible said Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness in Romans chapter 4. You see it over there. Romans chapter 4 you, you find it over there. That's not what I'm talking about. And so you, you see that Abraham is, is such a powerful man of God. The Bible even described him as a prophet. God said to Abimelech, the man whose wife you are holding, he's a prophet. Restore his wife back to him and he will pray for you. And so Abraham was a prophet. Abraham was a man of faith. And yet, Abraham had weaknesses. And I was very surprised the Bible said Abraham was the friend of God. And I, I was shocked. Why didn't God hate the weakness of his friend? Why is it written boldly in the scripture? Why didn't God say, Abraham is my friend? And so usually, a lot of you don't discuss the weaknesses of your friends, true or false. But with God, it's a big no. It is there. He wrote all the weakness Abraham had. He, he wrote it down. 
Abraham had one, a weakness and one of the weakness he had was he had a spirit of fear he feared for his life and that made him selfish Abraham was selfish this is a very powerful one of God though but he was selfish in his doing at a point in his life he was going into uh, 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 I think Giran oh, he was going to the king of um, Abimelech, he was entering Abimelech's city and the Bible said he said to his wife when we go and the men of the city ask of you tell them I am your brother don't tell them I am your husband if you don't know and you tell them that I'm your husband you see what I'll do to you so Abraham is now doing something to save his life by pushing away his wife he knew very well that if he says Sarah was his sister they would, they would take Sarah and do to her as they wish this is a very fresh old woman you see there is something about the wives of men of God eh? they are always looking fresh I'm telling you if you are not a man a man of God yet desire to be a pastor immediately you take up the role of a pastor your wife becomes beautiful it's, 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 it's grace yes so if you're a woman your husband will also be handsome I'm telling you just name it all the men of God you know name it look at their wives yes and so Sarah was, was in her sisters and yet people were interested in her they saw her to be beautiful and so Abraham at a point was trying to hide away and push Sarah away but so he was selfish in a way he, wanted, he never wanted to protect Sarah so he was seeking for his own trying to preserve his life so they entered the city said, hey, oh she's my sister if like ask her then you look at Sarah remember what I told you before we came here then Sarah also said oh yes he's my brother and the people said the woman is beautiful she's fair to look upon she's catching like when you see her it catches eyes then I'm sure some of the men all wanted to date Sarah 60 year old woman then all of a sudden the Bible says that somebody came in and said no this woman is too beautiful such that she deserves the king so we must give her to Abimelech and so they took Sarah into Abimelech's harem a harem is like a place for the wives of kings they build it with curtains you understand so they took Sarah in there, started dressing her, bathing certain parts. Because, you see, <laughs> because it was it was possible that place that they were preparing and washing and scrubbing would be used that night. You understand? So they took her in, started bathing her, dressing her. In fact, she, they wanted her to look like a queen. And that was how Sarah got the servant Haggai or Hagar. Hagar was given to Sarah in her harem. So she was a maid servant who was meant to serve Sarah in her harem. Because she's now the, the king's you know, concubine, you understand. And so she needed maid servants to help her wash certain parts. In fact, you don't even bath yourself. They'll bath you in an oil it's called an oil of May. And that was the oil um, this Esther was bathed in for nine months. Yeah. You bath in an oil. It has got certain medicinal purposes. When you enter, you come out everywhere. All the new sent to leave you. And so they took Sarah, prepared her for the king. After that, they laid her in bed. And so she was ready for the king. But don't forget, this is a very powerful moment. You see, don't forget I'm talking about Abraham. Those of you who have this, I'm, to, I'm still talking about Abraham, a very powerful man of God who loved the Lord. And yet he had a weakness and his weakness was, he was selfish. He was seeking his own interest, not that of Sarah. As to what was happening to Sarah in the king's palace, that was none of his business. And that night, 
they, when, when, you see, because he has automatically become the king's in-law they gave him cattle's gold oh so the man has become rich at the expense of his wife I'm telling you there are some of you you think you have husbands but when you grow and you marry and Anne Roberts come your, your husband will push you away and he will run amen so it's very important one day I heard a story about a woman every day you see they were living they built a story building so they were living upstairs their bedroom was upstairs every day the woman would say hey I can hear people talking downstairs and the man will come check there is nobody there then we we'll go by and say there is nobody the woman did this for 10 years every night she says she hears somebody speaking downstairs there are people have entered the house people have broken into the house there are robbers in the house and so one day after 10 years the man the woman said she does her usual thing the man went down when he went he saw a robbers with guns looting their their stuff, television, money, and what have you. When he saw the man, he said, Hey, sleep. Where, where's, your, where's your safe? They took him to his safe. He gave them all their money. When they were leaving, he said, Please, um, there is somebody upstairs. She has been expecting you for the past 10 years. So visit her before you go. Don't leave without visiting her. He said, said, Who is that? He said, My wife. She's upstairs. For the past 10 years, every day she says, You people are coming. So she has been expecting you. So pay her a visit. You see, so so you could see that there are certain husbands in, in critical conditions, they will sell you. I used to watch this um, funny clip on some of you have been even watching on um, how do you call Likey and TikTok and what have you. One day I was watching one of these documentaries, a guy and his lady held the lady's hand and they were going, they were talking, they were chatting. Then all of a sudden they use a drone and they dress the drone like a ghost. <laughs> a drone or a drone. When during the corona pandemic, they said nobody should go out. And yet people were going out. It was during lockdown, and people were going. So they dressed the drone. And the two, you see, the the um, the lens of the drone was red. And so the lens, which was the camera, it was two. So that was the eye. And then they had a sound. They were playing a sound from it. And they dressed it. And somebody was hiding and flying the drone. So the guy was walking with this lady. Immediately the thing appeared. Then he pushed the lady to the the ghost. And he ran away. And the lady fell. I said, hey! And so, you see, this this is the kind of this is the kind of lifestyle you should or behavior you should expect from human beings. Abraham, as powerful as he, had, he was, also had his own weakness. Sold his wife out. And it, it just took the divine intervention of God. For God to just, you see, Abimelech wanted to do that thing, then God made him sleep. God blew air into his, into his eyes and he slept. And whilst he was sleeping, he had a dream. And in the dream, God said, You, you are a dead man by just bringing this woman into your. Do you know that the woman lying there is, is the wife of the gentleman he came with? And that man is a prophet. Restore his wife. And, and, and Abimelech said, Oh God, but you know that I've done this out of the cleanliness of my heart. In fact, I'm not, I'm not the one to be blamed. He said this, um, Sarah is his sister. And God said, yes, I know you've done it out of the cleanliness of, like by this I would have finished you. You think I would be talking to you. Restore the woman. Go and give the woman back to her husband. And Abimelech stood up. Sarah was still lying, ready. Then Abimelech said, call me Abraham. He said, Abraham, why have you made me and my people do this, commit this great sin? Why did you lie to me? And you know, I was shocked by what Abraham, Abraham said. When I was coming, I thought, number one, there was no God-fearing person in this place. And number two, I, I feared for my life. For I feared that they would, you would kill me or the men of the city would kill me and take my wife. That's why I had to lie. So we see selfishness and we see lies 
then I, my problem is why didn't God cover it up? He said Abraham was your friend. So why did you mention it? Why did you tell us? You see? And so it is very important for us to know that in this life now, all the things that happen to people that are ahead of you happen to them so that it may be an example to you. It is only a fool who knows that as for this place, somebody got there and he fell. And you also get to that same spot and fall. So this morning, I'm, I just told you that I want to share with you 10 things I wish I had known before marriage. 10 things I wish I had known before the ring. And we are in our, in Perez Chapu, we are in our family month. This is our month of family. And if you are not careful, you may end up repeating, you see, I am saved by grace. Because, number one, let, let, me, let me give you the first one. Number one, number one. The first thing I wish I had known before marriage. Do you want to know? Number one. I wish somebody had told me that I should marry from my Christian faith. I wish somebody had told me that I should marry somebody that I share a common faith with. I wish somebody had told me that. When I chose my wife, we were all churchgoers. But I thank God that she metamorphosed. Do you understand? I just thank God that she metamorphosed into a, a good Christian. Don't be deceived. Not all the people on the pews in church are Christians. Don't be deceived. Not all they who said, Lord, Lord, actually know him. When I met my wife, I was a church goer. And she was also a church goer. Were you born again when I met you? We were just in church. I wish somebody had told me that. You see, to marry somebody that you share a common faith with is to marry somebody from your Christian circle. irrespective of who that person is, how handsome or beautiful that person may be, trust me, if the person doesn't share a common faith with you, that relationship is, is, will not work. It's on a false foundation. Trust me. So those of you with Lebanese boyfriends, those of you you see, Lebanese, if the person is a Lebanese, no problem. But if the person is a Buddhist, if the person is a Shintoist, you don't know Shintoism? If the person is a traditional worshiper, yeah, yeah, no. Poor libation. If the person is a Muslim, no, 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 no. Open your eyes. I wish somebody had told me. I wish somebody had told me. You see, God was very, like, very, very strict as to who the children of Israel marry. I'm telling you. He said to Moses, when you go give this law to the children of Israel, that they are not supposed to marry outside Israel. All the Israelites are supposed to marry from among them. Or from among themselves. None of these ones are supposed to marry outside 
That's right. Now, Israel then was the only, listen, Israel then was the only nation that knew God and believed in God. So in other words, God was telling them, don't marry anybody who doesn't believe in me. Don't be deceived. Oh, certain religions will tell you that we worship the same God. Please. It is a lie from the pit of hell. We don't worship the same God. Who told you? No, no. Traditional uh, believers don't worship the same God as the The God of the traditionalist is not the God of the Christian. Don't be deceived. The God of the Buddhist, the pigs and the other things they worship, those animals, they are not the same gods as, uh, they are not the same God as the Christian God. And so Paul, Paul took the advantage to advise us and he told us, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Don't have anything in common to do with them. For darkness and light has nothing in common. You say you have the light. You are in the light. And yet you are dating darkness. Yes. Yes. The person you are going out with is not a Christian. And you know it. Yes. There are some people, their church is called Church of Neutrality. They are neutral. They are, they are in them. They don't go to church. They don't go to mosque. They don't go to the shrine. They don't. Go, they are just in the house. Yes, that's the church of neutrality. Be careful. In this world, there is nothing like neutral. There is nothing like. As for me, I'm not here or there. I'm telling you, there are two things that work. You see, some of you don't understand spiritual things. There are only two spirits that work on this earth. I'm telling you, number one, either the spirit of Lucifer or Satan, aka the devil, or the spirit of God. That's it. That's the only two things. One day, one day, that one day, I watched a documentary about a man who had risen up into in the in the kingdom of like satanic worship. He has risen up, and he said sometimes he hears Christians past comments like I was lucky and he said I love he said there is nothing lack on this earth the word lack is a demonic word it, it doesn't there is nothing like lack like there's you are in a car and the car nearly had an accident and you say oh I was lucky I was saved he said there is nothing like lack it is either that the spirit of the devil is pushing you to kill you and all of a sudden, another spirit, and they don't mention the name. You see, the Holy Spirit comes and intervenes and saves you. That's it. Yes, that's it. There's nothing like luck. I was lucky. There's no, there's nothing like that. One day, girlfriend, he was, I don't know where he was, I think he was coming to church or something. And there was a guy with a scarspeeding. And girlfriend was going, and the car was coming in. You could see dust at the back. And people were screaming, hey, hey, leave there, leave there. And the guy was speeding, top speed. And he didn't hear. So somebody said, hey, bra, 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 bra. Then he turned. When he turned, the car just came and he did like this. And the car passed in front of him. Whoa! Then people started screaming, Carnabono. He has been hit, he has been hit. And because of the dust, they couldn't even see him. When the car passed, he was there like this. Tiptoeing, like tiptoe, like this. I'm sure he will say, Hey, I was like you. He didn't know, he didn't know that God instructed his angels to push him a little backwards. So as he stood and he did like this, the, the, the angel would do like this. <laughs> Even if at the tip of your cloth should get stuck to the car, that will be his, at the end of his life. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And so the Bible says we shouldn't have anything common with believers. Sorry, we don't believe us. We shouldn't have anything in common with them. 
if you are here you are dating an unbeliever sister advise yourself I wish I wish I had known if you are here the person you are chasing doesn't go to church but he gives you money advise yourself it is even best when you can marry from your house because this time there are so many people professing to be believers and yet we share different faiths I am a charis- I'm a Pentecostal charismatic believer I believe in charisma the gift things of God I believe in the presence of the Holy Spirit I believe in in the, the coming that's the Pentecostal the, the receiving of the Holy Spirit I believe in it. There are some people they don't. They sing hymns. But there's nothing wrong with hymns. Hymns are very powerful, but it's just that today it has become normal. It's like we sing without even thinking and meditating on the words. To God be the glory, great things he has done. So we tend to lose the value. Oh, it, it now becomes a jargon. It's like a jargon or a niche. I say a thing be a yeti. Just a page two five says, and so and so we tend to lose the value when peace like river attended my soul. So the man wrote that 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 hymn, but he, he was with his wife and children. And they needed to move to, I think, London or something. And so his wife and his children had to take the lead, and he would join them later. And they bought a ship. And when the ship, I think four of his children, her daughters, four, four girls, when the ship got to a particular spot on the sea, it sank. And so he lost his wife and his four children. One day, and somebody sent, so they sent him, but then they, they were faxing, you know, fax. So they sent him a telegram. Tintin, we say that your wife and your children never got to their destination. And so he also bought another ship. When they were going, the captain of their ship said, Oh, this is where the first ship sank. And he held the tip of the ship like this. And he was looking into the river. And he said, When peace, that was, he, he was just looking into the river and the west of the lyrics of those songs that then popping up. When peace like river attended my soul. When what? When sorrow? When sorrow like sea? What? Below soul. Whatever my Lord that has what? That has caused me to say it is well it is my soul. Because you don't want to perform tea. You don't understand. But uh, listen, and, 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 and somebody is saying it is well with his soul. How can you say it is well? Standing at the very same spot you buried your wife. You didn't even bury you. They drowned. The worst kind of death is, is, is by drowning. How many of you have drowned before? I've drowned before. You don't know how to swim so you don't understand. <laughs> but but you've, you've drowned before. Yeah. I was saved by grace. I'm telling you. <laughs> when we went for the beach, you remember our girlfriend? The pool, just this small pool. <laughs> he drank the pool. When they brought him out. <laughs> when he came out, the first remarks was, hey Charlie, those who died at the Titanic, <laughs> they suffered. <laughs> And this is a man who has lost all his family. And he looks into the sea and he says, It is well with my soul. Is it biblical? Is it biblical? Is there any Bible reference like that? The Sunamite woman. She also lost her son. And the prophet Elisha said, Sent a servant. He asked her if everything is okay. Because the way the chariot was speeding, the prophet on the mountain knew something was wrong with the woman. He said, go and ask her. So they, 
the, the gentleman, the servant of the prophet, ran to the woman and said, my master said, I should ask you, is everything okay? Are you okay? Is your husband okay? Is your child okay? And the woman said, yes, all is well. Hey. Your son is there though. But you say, all is well. But today we've lost the value of that hymn. Oh, it is well, it is well. I owe it my soul. If the person is like this kind of mama, mama, it is well, I owe it is well, I yeah. so, so you realize that we lose the value. The message the song is trying to communicate to us doesn't get to us. It doesn't get to us because we've lost it. So I am a Pentecostal charismatic believer. If you are marrying and you don't marry somebody who also believes in the speaking of tongues, every day there will be argument in your house. I'm telling you, there are certain churches they don't even believe in Titan. So if you a believer who pays tight, go and marry another person who is not a believer or who is a believer but doesn't believe in the pain of tithe. Just imagine what the harm you are bringing. When you take out your tithe, the person will tell you you are wasting money. Every day there will be fights in your house. Those of you dating traditional uh, rulers <laughs> and believe. <laughs> yes. When your first son is sick, your husband will say for concussions and you would also want to take your son to the pastor for prayers. Imagine. As you always say, is he all throughout the Bible, all those who married, who married from outside their tribe, only one person was, was free. And even that person, it was because of grace. It was Moses. You see, Moses himself, he brought the law. He said, God said, nobody should marry outside. Then he goes to marry an Ethiopian woman. Ethiopia is in Africa. So Moses' wife was an African. And Miriam Aaron says, Moses, you have backslided. How can you do this? Were you not the very same person who said, God said, we should marry only Israelites? Why have you gone to marry but you see, God allowed, you see, let me show you. God allowed Moses to marry the Ethiopian woman for one reason. Number one, the Ethiopian woman's father, Jethro. Eh? Jethro has learned priesthood from Midian. And Midian is Abraham's grandson. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, Abraham's grandson was Midian. Midian taught Jethro how to be a pastor. And so Jethro was a pastor. So Moses' wife was a pastor's kid. That's why God said, go ahead, bro. Marry her, chew her. <laughs> you understand? So, so, you see, so if, I'm sure if, if Zipporah was an unbeliever, God wouldn't have allowed that. Why? Was it, is it because God is jealous? No, God is not jealous. God knows that the, the person you fall in love with has about 95% access to your heart. And they can easily control. If they want to reverse, what they have to do is just press the crotch and crack, crack, crack. By the time you realize your Christian life is retrogressing, it's in a reverse mode and you don't even know. Yeah. You see, that's why God it was Solomon, God warned him. Solomon, don't marry. Solomon said, I'll marry. God said, Solomon, don't marry. He said, Solomon, if you're not careful because of these women you are marrying, I will leave you. Solomon didn't mind God. He was still then God said, For the sake of your father David. I will not destroy the covenant. I will not destroy my covenant or destroy the kingdom with you. You see, God gave Solomon. There are only two, yes, two people who ruled the entire Israel. You understand what I'm saying? Only two people. Number one, can Saul. God gave him the whole Israel. 
So Saul was the king of the whole Israel. Number two, King David. He was the king of the entire Israel. Even during the, the days of David, there was a rebellion. When Saul died, Saul's son also wanted to form his own kingdom with his own people. Then he spoke against Abner. Abner was Saul's cousin. Do you know Abner? You don't know Abner. Abner was Saul's um, um, army commander. He was the one in charge of Saul's army. And they were cousins. Saul and Abner were cousins. Then Saul died. God, God has taken the throne from them and given it to David and his descendants. And so Saul dies. And Abner's, uh, Saul's son also became king after his father. He had thrown, made himself king. But then God has ordained David. And David was also king over a part of Israel. And Abner was a very great warrior. Very great. He was supporting Saul's son. Then Saul's son accused him of sleeping with one of Saul's wife. And the gentleman got angry. So he was accusing his uncle. And he got angry. And he told them that you I will make sure the throne is taken from you and given to David. Watch me. And yes, and he did that. He went to David, signed a peace treaty with him. That from today, I, Abner, the army commander of source, um, whatever, I have, I have brought my allegiance to you. I now recognize you as king over the entire Israel, not source. And that, that was how Abner also. So now David became king over over all Israel. Oh. After David saw, is it God told um, Solomon that if you can do just as your father did, eh, you, your kingdom will be even far greater than that of your father. But he started fooling. And God started warning him. Watch this women. Now let's read First Kings chapter 11. First Kings chapter 11. You can see it there. It's clear from verse number 1. 1 Kings 11. 1. I haven't read any scripture. But Solomon loved many foreign women. The word foreign means people who are not Israel. Who are not part of the tribe of Israel. So if the, the, those women were not Israelites, they are, they are foreign. And so, but King Solomon loved many, many foreign women as well as the daughter of what? Women of the Moabites. Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonites, and the Hittites. So, every other women you hear tights. Eh? Look at Solomon. From the nations of whom the Lord has said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them. You shall not what? Intermarry with them. Nor they with you. Surely, this is the reason why. Look at the reason why God never wanted them to do that. Surely, they will turn away your heart after their gods. And look at what the Bible said. Solomon clinged to this in love. Solomon was hanging on them. Why not cry on why? He was clinging to them. But of whom the Lord has said, you shall not intermarry with them. I wish somebody had told me. Don't, don't. I, 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 I regret. I regret. Even ever dating somebody who was not a Christian. How many of you have dated people who were not Christians? Like they were just going to church. Or maybe the, the daughter of a fetish priest or... <laughs> Oh, you don't know that their father is a faith. So, some of the people you've dated, they are, their fathers don't, they don't openly declare their faith. In, but they do it under G. Yes, but look at it. I met my wife. We were in church and I met her. I just thank God she, she just transitioned from being a churchgoer to a, a believer with strong faith. If not, like by this time, my head of tear. I'm telling you. 
you choose a guy you choose a guy from a shopping mall a guy you want to marry a shopping mall guy what, what do you even know about him you, you met a lady at a funeral and you just went ahead and married a, a funeral lady funeral Uh, yes, and you you laugh, you see, because that's one of the common characteristics of youth. Everything they want to laugh at that. They, they, usually they, they tend to lose the wisdom aspect of the message I'm sharing. If you marry a guy who doesn't believe in God, then Charlie, marry a goat. I will bless the marriage. I promise you. I'm telling you, to marry a guy who doesn't believe in God, marry a goat. I will bless the marriage. A guy who doesn't fear God. You are dead. And when I see young people who are, who are not married, I just look at it and say, wow, Charlie, that's a very good opportunity. You are standing in a very advantageous point. Be careful. Be careful. But the foolish ones, they will, they will just say, but the time you realize, I know of women who cry. They sit down and they cry. I know. It's not that I've heard though. I know. They cry because of their husbands. Even their husbands are in church. And they cry. They cry. There are certain women, they've admitted that their husbands are womanizers. They say there's nothing they can do to change it. Oh? You don't know. They just can't close their zip. They just can't. It is always open. At a point, these guys will, you see, when you enter into ministry, you will know the good, the bad, and the ugly. At a point, this, some of these men will look at me and tell me, oh, Pastor, well, my wife was worrying me, so I, 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 took, I took three girlfriends. Yeah. So the lady you met me, yeah, she's one. I slept with her. When we were coming out, we met you. Oh. And sometimes, you see, eh. <laughs> Charlie, I said, marry who? Marry who? A God-fearing person. I'm telling you. One day, I was, I, I was, I, I visited somebody's office. You, you know what? I was, I was in the office. I was in the, the room. So. And the wife of this person also was there. And the wife was sitting in the in the gentleman's seat, listen. A lady walked in, and the, the guy was sitting in a, a sofa. There was a sofa over there. A lady walked in, straight like this, then like this. I tell you, on the gentleman's lap, I, I, I was shocked. The wife of the the, the gentleman was sitting behind the gentleman's desk. The gentleman was sitting in the sofa. A lady walked in. She didn't greet anybody. She just came straight like this. Like this. I've never seen one before. she said pastor have you seen that she started crying and she took her, her whatever and she left she said, I will never come to this office again I was just there I didn't talk <laughs> what will you say what will you say the foundation the Bible said if the foundations are destroyed what can the righteous do I, 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 I used to know certain guys they, 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 they drink alcohol they are blessed. They used to they drink alcohol. I can sit down. I can, I'll be in a chair with them. And they are drinking alcohol and I don't talk about it. You see, when people get to a point, 
none of your, your advice rather irritates them. It makes them angry, them all. So it's wisdom. So that you just watch. You don't talk. I, I just look at them. And they, they, they drink. Enjoy life. They are enjoying life and I laugh. And their wives suffer. So when I see gentlemen like my cousin like this, Shadrach like this, he's blessed and he, he loves God, he supports. I just look at their wife and say, you don't know. You are blessed. There are some people. They are in church. Oh, they, they go to church. But not even their pastor can talk about their issues. You understand? And so you who have not made your choice yet, or whatever you think is a relationship, it's not a relationship. When you want to leave, you can leave now. Decide to from today. If you think the guy is not a serious Christian, Charlie, give him a ticket and let him join another bus. I'm telling you. Just tear one ticket and officer, please. Um, we were going to Kaswa, but now we've changed our mind. We are going to Bodrasi, so this is a ticket. You can join the another Kaswa, but there's another Kaswa by that. By that time, Alice will also be coming. Then you stop Alice. Alice, wait, 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 please. I'm giving you a passenger or Abigail or Mabel. Just, just stop another bus for them and make them join that bus quickly. I wish somebody had told me this. Don't intermarry with them. Solomon didn't listen. Listen. Then he, he, he started marrying. And he was, he was young and very energetic. So, as at that time, he could control his wives. And he would go worship God with his Christian wives. And by the time he gets home, his pagan wives are also waiting for him to join them. You joined uh, my rival to worship God. So, I'm waiting for you. You to follow me and let's go and worship my idol. They did this to him when Solomon turned into an old man when he became old. Do you know what happened? Because you see, old men want peace, they usually don't want to talk a lot. So, because he was old, they would drag him to church. When he comes back, he's tired. Then his pagan wife will come, the daughter of Pharaoh, and the Ammonites, the whatever. They will all come, the Moabites. They will all come. Let's go to my shrine. So he will go to the Moabite shrine, worship with his Moabite wives to idols then he will come by the time he gets home take me back by the time he's, he gets home his Ammonite wives are also caused oh, what are you doing I said, take me back go to verse number 2, 3 3 ok go to 2 let's go to 1 yeah so you see by the time he will come and he married women not one women of the Moabites so he take all his Moabite wife to the Moabite temple to worship. When he comes back, he have to come and carry all the women that worship the gods of the Ammonites. When he comes back, he has to go with all the women that worship the gods of the Edomites or Edom. Then side the Sidonians and the Hittites. So at the point, so that's why Solomon died at the shrine. He died an idol worshiper, Solomon. And some Bible historians believe that Solomon didn't go to heaven. And I, I believe it because, you see, when you read Hebrews chapter 11, some great men that did exploits were mentioned. They jumped him. Even Samson, who was adulterous in his acts, his name was mentioned. Samson is there. David is there. Samson is there right from David they jumped they never mentioned Solomon Solomon's exploit wasn't there his name was never mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 it's called the hall of faith we never saw Solomon why he died worshipping idols today you are, you are beautiful and today you are in love and so whatever you tell the man he will take but tomorrow the love will tear you understand the love with tear? Yes. It will dissipate. Then you realize that you've made the greatest mistake of your life. You see, it is, it is said that when you marry for the first two years, it's called the euphoric love. The, everything you say, the, the person will do. 
after two years maximum that's it that, that's the maximum two years some, some people this is just six months I'm telling you that's it and so you must be careful who you marry don't just marry anybody gentlemen don't just choose any lady I'm telling you it must not happen to you yes don't just marry anybody especially those you sit on the same chair within church be, be careful in your analysis don't just say oh, she's a beautiful girl there are some of the people in this church listening to me even under the sound of, who are more corrupt than unbelievers I'm telling you there are some of the women in this church they are more adulterous They are fornicants. They are more manizers than when you give them their chance, they will sleep with you. You will not sleep with them. All. The women will sleep with you. Be careful who you choose. Don't just choose anybody. It's very important. I wish somebody had told me this. I wish. That's the first thing I wish I had known before marriage. Are you here? Don't just choose any man. No. If not, you will live to regret. A lot of our parents, including your your mother <laughs> and your father, a lot of them have regret marrying the people they, they did. Oh, if you be very frank, you see, maybe your mother doesn't talk to you. Your, your mother would have told you that if I had the chance, I have heard it several times. All our mothers, it's, it's as if they are not interested in the relationship and some of them, they, it was because of you that's why they are in the marriage because they were not planning to marry your father by the time they realize you too you have come <laughs> and they, they, they take seed and they marry if you should ask your mother your mother will tell you uh, your father if I, one day a woman told me if I die and I go and come and I meet my husband I will not even pass close to him let alone he will come and propose to me I will not do that this message continues on the next track.